welcome to Get Hired Cascade Talks, where you'll hear raw, uncut job search advice featuring job seekers and employers while answering questions about the job search. This is Get Hired Cascade Talks, and I'm your host, Max Chrisman. And right now, I am... Uh, Learning a new thing for the podcast in the in the in the past in the podcast we have uh, had everybody live in person um, uh, and doing it that way and because of COVID nineteen we have learned to and trying to overcome and overcome and and come through uh, different processes. Today I have um, William Siebold. And uh, what's awesome about William is I met him what, about a year ago or so. That's right. Yeah, about a year ago. And William uh, met him, and he was looking for work. And he's had quite the journey over the past year or so, um, going through career coaches, looking for work. Um, has is definitely in uh, a person that is in the community in a variety of things. He's in music, and he's in the tech scene, and he's in the art scene. Um, so really fascinating person that I just truly respect and and uh, he posts a lot of really fascinating interesting things well thought out educated things on LinkedIn so you make sure you go out and uh, give William a follow and uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about his journey and what he's doing and where he's been and um, so let's just start off where what tell, tell us about William oh well I've got uh you you covered it very well, and thank you for that. Um, I, I wish other people had such accolades uh, so quickly off the top of their tongue. That that was uh, outstanding. Um, so I have about 30 years of experience in uh, science and technology, uh, mostly in education, business, uh, the arts, music, uh, and uh, I've done a wide variety of things over my life, from oceanographic cruises to uh, working in semiconductor uh, clean rooms, uh, microbiology, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but the, um, the the key thing here is that I have a wide diversity of interests and a wide diversity of skills. I have a very deep and broad skill set. And it wasn't really fitting um, the positions that I was starting to look at I didn't. I started to think of myself as an oversized envelope. Uh, you can't fold or, or uh, you know, spindle or cram me into any of these pigeonholes comfortably. And I just wasn't. Didn't feel like I fit anywhere. Now, I'm 65 years old, and one of those people that's just simply not ready to, to retire. I'm just not ready to to, to stop. There's far too much left to do. There's far too much left to contribute. And so um, I was in a spot. I think one of the the things that concerned me the most that pushed me towards a career coach uh, was um, no feedback. The, the feeling of isolation, of um, of loneliness actually on the job hunt, which is talking to other people really keen. It's really badly felt. And I need it. I'm a collaborative person. So I need to talk to somebody. I need to 
bounce these ideas off. I need to whiteboard ideas, you know, throw something up there, sketch it out, make a visual, talk about it, uh, you know, reshape it. I, I just needed that interaction. And I found it to some extent with friends and people I met, uh, meetups I might go to, interactions on LinkedIn. But it wasn't hitting it, it wasn't hitting on all cylinders. And so um, just to cut that short, I, 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 um, I invested in a career coach. And actually, Max, you recommended that career <laughs> coach to me. And his name is Kyle. Uh, and uh, Kyle Elliott, a caffeinated Kyle. Highly recommend Fantastic. him. Fantastic. Yeah, Kyle's awesome. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're complete – you would think we're complete opposites. I'm, you know, here I am, I'm 65. I've, I've gone through, I'm definitely boomer stuff, you know, I'm pretty open-minded, open-hearted and uh, progressive, but um, you know, I'm at one end of the spectrum and here's, here's Kyle. He's quite at the other end of the spectrum. He's a younger guy <laughs> and, and uh, um, just really, you know, talks a lot about your fabulousness and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, at first I, I was, you know, eh, okay. But then I started to talk with him more and I decided I was going to invest in him. And it was a great decision. Um, so my experience, the the topic when we started this was uh, my experience with a career coach. And my experience has been very, very positive. And, and here's why. First of all, I had a an extended talk and an extended think uh, with and about Kyle and investing the money. As soon as I invested, I made the commitment, and that is the number one issue right there. You have to make the commitment. There are no guarantees. It's a, a process, a passage. It's an evolution. You have to understand why you go into the career coaching, and that is to reshape your thinking, to reshape your mindset, to strip away some of the nonsense, to articulate your position better, uh, and to start developing the instruments, uh, resume, cover letter, interactions, connections, that would be more satisfying that you could learn from and you mm -hmm. can improve mm -hmm. and learning and improving is the is the thing on the job hunt that is so difficult because you lack feedback see without the feedback you it's very difficult to know what you did wrong what you did right or what you shouldn't have done or what you should have done or why you didn't get an interview or why during the interview it didn't work, you're lost. And so what Kyle is able to do uh, every time I had an interview, and I'm going to mention this, the I went a long time without any kind of interview, without any kind of response. I worked with Kyle for about two or three months. And the very first application out of the gate was for a vice president of People and Planet. And I 
got an interview. They got a series of interviews, and I got in front of the CEO. Oh, wow. And I'm telling you, that was the very first one right out of the gate. <laughs> and so I just, uh, you know, it didn't work out for other reasons, and it was they were mutual. But the whole idea was, wow, something really clicked. And something really like, clicked on that. That, and it just seems like, I mean, as we sit here and kind of talk about this, you know, when it comes to career coaches and even, I mean, you could go as, as far down as just a mentor, somebody kind of in your corner, in your pocket that you can reach out to, um, you know, and, and some people want to go the career coach route and some people just want a mentor and both are, are great options. It just depends on realistically, you know, financial where somebody is, you know, and, and where they're at. But I really like what you're talking about is the, you know, you've got to make the commitment and once you pay to have that commitment, then it's you're committed. It's you've got something to lose if you don't do it and it's on yourself to do it. Um, well, and, that, and, and yet, that's really, that's really good. Managing your expectations is very important as well, because there are, there are still disappointments and you can't stop and say, Oh, but I put all this money into it. I mm -hmm. shouldn't have any disappointments. Well, sure. that's, it's not the, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. So the reason that I went to the career coach is I needed the collaborative effort. I needed the feedback. I needed the, uh, the debriefing. I'd go to an interview. I'd submit an application. I would sit and talk for an hour with Kyle about the ins and outs, the possibilities, the probabilities. It was a project. It was mm -hmm. a collaborative project. To me, that meant everything. Now, um, so that's why I went, and my experience has been good because I've really thrown myself at it in a very committed manner. It's been painful. It has required me to look at myself sometimes in very uncomfortable ways uh, and admit that at 65, I haven't learned everything and I'm still really human. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so that had to happen too. And as Kyle said just recently, it looks like you're finally getting out of your own way. Mm -hmm. and, and that was maybe six months ago, I would have been a little like, huh, you know, it, mm -hmm. You know, taking a little bit of of uh, issue with that, and now I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So let's yeah, let's let's talk let's talk about that just for a quick second because people in their job search when they're looking, you know, it, there's a lot of anger, and for oh. anyone that has been, you know, there's a lot of anger, and there's a lot of just and and the anger, as we all know, is you know, it, it's something that you know is really upsetting about something. It's not. You know, usually people don't get angry. There's something deep within that that, that where mm -hmm. the anger's coming from. It's not. It's, there's a difference about being mad and being upset and and being angry. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's something deep within. So let, let's let's touch on that just a little bit because I'm sure that you and Kyle did as well. And uh, what do you think was the change? Where where do you think you went from kind of being just kind of angry and upset and man? the world is against me type deal, you know, I can't get it, it's this, it's that, to kind of that, like you said, where you're kind of like, ah, all right. You know, tell me what made that change, and then, you know, what was the feeling after you kind of made that that almost self-diagnosis of, oh, mm -hmm. got it. So tell, tell me about that. Mm -hmm. Well, 
the first thing I'll say is that it's it's not like a switch that's been switched on and off. I still have moments of of being fairly annoyed with the world, right? I'm, there's still moments when I'm pretty annoyed, but um, <laughs> most of the time now, I just see that um, I, I don't really understand the mindsets behind recruiting and hiring and position postings. Um, I'm beginning to analyze them more uh, mm -hmm. objectively. I'm detaching myself from it. And um, I think most of that dropped away, and this isn't going to be very helpful for those on the job hunt, but most of it dropped away when I decided that uh, maybe for somebody in my situation, uh, and maybe this is true of, of many older professionals, um, I don't think the numbers game and the traditional um, recruiting, hiring, interviewing uh, uh, thing works. I think you have to be smarter. I think you have to be more innovative. It's probably true across the board, but I believe for older professionals, it's definitely true. You just can't play the same game. No, and, 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 and you know, I'm going to tell you right now that it is the same. And, and the reason, especially, you know, in, in the field that I work in, is in tech especially, healthcare is the same. It's because the market is saturated. So I talk about two different demographics. Uh, you know, the, the um, career professionals that have been in season senior, right? It's very difficult for senior um, professionals to be in the job market. It's also the same to be said about junior professionals that are right, right out of college. So there's this huge battle and you know those those folks that have been in their career for you know anywhere between five and say we'll even say 15 20 years that's kind of the sweet spot that's kind of like hey i can go and and you know i'm not gonna have i've got experience but it's not too much i'm mm -hmm. in the middle of my career i'm mm -hmm. still you know to the world's eyes and let's face it society yeah. is, is pretty harsh when you're that on the sense. on that opposite end so what I, you know, when I coach and I teach folks when I do a lot of the coaching is you've got to think outside the box and you've got to have a few different options out there. So um, I think what you're saying really does, and I think that, um, yes, it is easier for those in that in kind of in that middle tier, in that five to 20-year mark. Mm -hmm. I think the difference is, is that they haven't experienced that yet. But what I, what would be great is if they learn those tools because will, there will come a day when it's not as easy. It was hard in the beginning, and, it, yeah. and people forget that, hey, it's going to get hard again if – you know, for some reason, and, you know, I know your situation with the with the um, Art Institute where that was out of your control. That wasn't something that you had any control of and probably would have stayed there until you wanted to retire if That's given right. the opportunity. So That's right. some of those things are out of your control. And so back to kind of what I asked before, do you think the control issue is something that um, you struggled with? It's, that wasn't out of my control. I wasn't ready. And uh it did anything, you know, dealing with control and, and, and losing kind of that power of I didn't make this choice, somebody had to make it for me. Did you struggle with anything like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I no. mean, uh, because there was no control and no. there was no uh, sense of of um, structure. There was no infrastructure. There was no process. There was no – there's nothing solid to hang on to at all. Uh, and And it was that sense of being lost without feedback without sitting down and saying, okay, let's reset the problem. 
and okay, what do we have? What do we need? Where do we need to go? Uh, I I really needed a a an objective, hard hitting external voice to be mm-hmm. talking to me, which is uh, why uh, Kyle was so valuable, and. Um, and so, yes, control is an awful, awful big part of the anger, you know, and it's easy to keep falling back into that anger, uh, but the easy way is not going to get you anything. This is sure. a hard thing. This is yeah. a hard thing. And so I think when I'm looking at myself and older professionals, I think what I see is an extraordinary capacity for innovation uh, based upon experience and intuition and perhaps emotional intelligence. Uh, but I, I see an, an extraordinary capacity that I don't want to see lost. And this is one of the things that working with Kyle has been revealed for me. And so um, I work with older professionals now talking with them about how to how to be aware of the final decade or decades of their professional career. What do they want that to look like? Strategically, let's think about that. And yes, things happen out of your control. And so can we be prepared for it? Can we hit both, you know, with both feet on the ground? And I think this is the biggest lesson I've gotten working with a career coach is that plan really should be in place even before the disruption. You should be thinking about where you're going before the disruption. And and 30 years old is not too soon to be thinking about what do you want this to look like? Maybe not necessarily map out your career path and be inflexible, but what do you want this to look like? Who do you Mm -hmm. want to be as a human being? What do you want out of work? Uh, what's your relationship with work and with with other people around you? What kind of an environment you want to be in? These are all questions. You know, the, the very first question, the very first thing that we settled on when I started working with Kyle was, what do you really want at the end? What do you really, really, really want? What's the base outcome? And it took me a week, two weeks to really think about it and come up, and it was equanimity, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get up in the morning and feel like the day was a, a, a was a deep breath of satisfaction. Sure. I wanted to make a contribution. I wanted to feel deeply the world around me. That's really what I want, and that has nothing to do with I want to learn Python. Sure. Right. These are human things, and everything we're talking about are deeply human. Things and deeply human needs. So, for me, making that commitment, what what it, it became for me was be human, understand your relationship with your work, look very carefully and objectively in a project management sense of what's going on around you in the recruiting and the hiring. Talk to people and make a plan. And uh, all those things I didn't know how to do at, after all these decades and after counseling other people in their careers. I I uh I didn't know how to do that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, no. And so the, 
love this story and and you know like i said it's 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 awesome to hear uh from the first time you know that we spoke like i said almost a year ago um when you just kind of first started this journey there's a different william that i'm talking to today than Hmm. there was a year ago uh when we had coffee that day you know it's a very different um you can you can hear a difference which uh, i applaud you for there's a lot of people that go through and they don't make the change they don't realize hey it's not all the world's fault there's things that i can do to help to help out um and, and kind of move my force story forward so with that with that said You've had quite the experiences. You've had quite the um, roles and, and kind of life journey in your career. Tell everybody what's next. Um, what what is William doing in the future? What are you What are you going to be doing? Well, um, <laughs> mm, crickets, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I've got. Um, well, you know the thing with this whole. Um, epidemic thing um, has <laughs> once again, you know, oh, this, this damn world. I mean, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Um, but um, so it's it, it's uh, um, uh, shaping what's next. Anyway, I just launched the Mentor at the Center project okay. and uh, mentoratthecenter.com. And it's a um, strategic mentoring partnerships. I focus mostly on older professionals and creative souls who are looking to be unblocked or to unleash their creative potential. And strategic plans for academic success for uh, people in higher education. And that could also be faculty and staff, not just students. So I'm focusing on that. I'm getting some uh, pretty good traffic there. And I'm about to launch the Kinetic Kindness HR project as a business consultant that focuses on uh, generational consulting and also um, uh, inclusive thinking. Uh, And um, I'm also building uh, small commercial websites. Uh, So just finishing up a a project now for a a commercial electrical company and uh, lining up another client. And I'm also teaching part-time at Portland Community College, although that's a bit weird now, too. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Luckily, I'm very tech-savvy, and so Zoom technology and all that has come second nature to me. So right now, uh, and I'm still looking for good positions and talking with people, uh, but I'm no longer accepting just anything like in a desperation mode. I'm really trying to position myself well with connections and discussions and and um, uh, being the best person before the job even gets to the market sure sure and so in uh three in in three sentences sent oh struggling struggling with this uh one cup of coffee but clearly we're gonna know uh three sentences or less uh, tell me who your ideal client would be. If we can, uh, if there's some listeners out there, who would who would be your ideal client, and how the, can they uh, get a hold of you? Um, ideal client, strategic or um, older professionals who are looking to develop their capstone career experience. Uh, how do they want to uh, look? At, what do they want their final decade or so of professional life really look like? 
um, mentoratthecenter.com to schedule a free two-hour consultation. Um, that's pretty easy. Mentor at the center, all one word, dot com. Awesome. No, that's great. And uh, just uh, again, let the audience know this is rotten and cut. And that's, uh, nothing was scripted out for this conversation today. Uh, that's kind of what we're about is just kind of getting to the roots of things. And I really appreciate William for uh, joining us today on the show um, and, and being adaptable. We were supposed to meet in person a couple of weeks ago and uh, for precaution's sake did not. Um, and, and so William really worked with me to try to get this uh, new way of uh, communication for our podcast, you know, in order. So really appreciate your flexibility. Well, thank you, Max. I appreciate the time. Appreciate your questions. And um, it's good to know you're out there. Uh, maybe we'll be able to live in a world <laughs> where we can sit and have coffee again sometime. Yeah, that would be great. Thank everybody for listening. And this is Get Hired Cascade Talks. And thanks to our sponsors, Presso Coffee 